to another episode of She Speaks Stories. This is Portia. And this is Katie. And we are so excited to be with you again today because we have a brand new season on help. And truthfully, based on the scripture that says God is an ever-present help in time of need. And so all our stories are about, are about that. And we have one of our team members with us here today, Julia Cyphers. Hello, Julia. Hey, Hello. Julia. Hey, Welcome guys. Back. Welcome back to the mic, friend. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Julia always has amazing, amazing stories of direct help from God. For sure. So we just invited her on here today to jump in and Each one of us is just going to give you a little mini story Mm -hmm. of how God has been an ever-present help in time of our own needs. So, Julia, you are up first. Okay. So, I believe that God knows his children very well, and he knows me, and he knows that I'm a distractible person that needs clarity, things really clear. So God loves me enough to give me direct help when I need (laughs) direct help. So throughout my life, I have been blessed with these incredible stories where God has just been very evident and there's really no way around it, but to say it was God, his hand helping or directing or guiding or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So I'm going to set this up. I have four children and my husband and I agreed that we would like to have them close in age so that we could just go for it. We're all going to be losing sleep. We're going to be up for eyeballs and diapers. Let's just rip the bandaid and do it. And God was faithful and allowed us to have four children in five years. Um, so they are about 18 to 15 months apart. Um, the last two came almost Irish twin mode, but, um, okay. So my husband's in the military and we are living in upstate New York at the time. And I have a three-year-old, a two-year-old and an infant and was recently, um, just found out I was pregnant. So I was extremely nauseous and, um, it's the dead of winter. So one thing that we learned in upstate New York is it gets really cold and snows a lot. And we're like, yeah, okay, well, whatever. We spend time up North. We can handle it. My husband went to school in Colorado. We lived in Alaska. Like, come on. Lake effect is no joke. Uh, Portia, I'm sure you know this living, you know, up, up in the North. Um, so we had no idea. It got like negative, negative temperatures. The snow just packs up. So of course my husband has to do some winter training. It is the dead of winter. We have about, I think it was like two feet of snow on the ground already. And they said, we're getting a blizzard. Here it comes. So, you know, being a good mom, I went to the commissary and got all the necessary stuff. We were hibernating. It was fine. Well, in the middle of the night, I hear that terrifying bark cough of croup. And it is my baby who had RSV at five weeks, who had all these lung issues. We've been in the children's hospital with him. And it's that cough that we know is croup. And we've had it two times before. The only way to get him help is to take him to the ER and get a, um, a shot that helps mm-hmm. the throat kind of like settle down. 
or he can't inhale. He yeah. could potentially have his airways close up and then not breathe. <sighs> so I hear this at like middle of the night, one, two in the morning or something. And I looked outside and it had already started snowing. So the driveway is full. It had the two mm-hmm. sides that were frozen solid of snow and then filled up with snow. I remember just sitting down, looking at my stomach, like how yeah. <laughs> do this? I physically can't get my car out of my driveway to take my husband or take my child to the ER. <clears throat> so, um, get all the kids bundled up. I'm like, God, we're going to figure this out. As I look out the window again, my neighbor across the street has a, one of those plow things. Snowblowers. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she is just, her driveway is not done. She is doing my driveway all around my car. And then enough for me to get my car out and get onto the, the road. I started crying. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> what? And it's like the middle of the night, Julia? Middle of the night. And your neighbor's plowing your driveway in the just middle of the night. Just my driveway. Oh, my um, goodness. So I get the co- kids in. I get, I'm white knuckling it through a blizzard. We get to the hospital a half an hour away. Everything's fine. You know, it worked out. But I talked to my neighbor after this, I don't know, mm-hmm. a week later or so. And I was like, hey, you know, thanks a lot for having my back there, neighbor. She's like, it was the weirdest thing. I just could not fall asleep. And I just felt like I needed to do something. And your driveway was what I thought to do. Oh. And I, I remember being like, oh, are you kidding me? So evident of uh, her just being there and doing it was like, okay, God, clearly. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he literally was like, hey, lady, wake, wake up, up, please, and help your sister out. And we were able to, in my opinion, keep my son alive. Yes. His airways could have closed up. And I oh would my. Have- I, oh, what? (laughs) So his, his verse is Psalms 27. One, we give each of our kids a little uh, verse that we sing over. And it is the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And I feel like that just speaks volumes when you're sitting there and you're looking at that snowstorm and you're like, how I'm scared out of my mind. I have no idea how. Of whom shall I be afraid? He is the stronghold of our life. And yes. he knows when snow needs to be moved and he can direct that path and make it possible, which is. Wow. Amazing. Praise the Lord. I just, I think it's really tempting to go, oh, what a great coincidence, Julia, for your story. But this, this was not coincidence. This was absolutely the hand of God. Absolutely. Him providing help. And I am, I believe God helps. And I'm still just going, what? <laughs> yeah. Amazing. She's so amazing. Now, how old is his son now? He is eight. Wow. 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 Praise the Lord. Listeners, yeah. come on. I, I would challenge our listeners to hear your story and to look back over their life and go, what have I just thought was coincidence, but really it was the hand of God because Julie, you said God loves me enough to give me direct help. Yeah. Um, Julia is one of God's favorites, but so are all of you that are listening to us right now. <laughs> he loves you that much too. And um, my story is kind of similar, except that, okay, let me, let me clarify that caveat. My story is similar because God helped me. That's it. Those are the only similarities between them. But um, 
some of you listeners know this, some of you don't know this. Um, my family has been going through a really difficult season. Um, in May of this year of 2022, my mom suffered a massive stroke and um, we knew that we needed a miracle from the beginning. And she was with us for almost 40 days after the stroke. And then she went to heaven on June 18th of 2022. And so it has been, to say one of the most difficult things that I've ever faced in my life would probably be an understatement. But the help that God has provided has shown up in ways where I didn't even know that I needed the help. For example, I have three kids and a husband and um, we live in Minnesota, um, but my mom and dad live in Texas. And so getting to Texas, when the stroke initially happened, I had people that showed up at my house. I kept trying to think, what do I need to do? And um, my very good friend who actually happens to be my mentor, she would, I would say something, forget what I said I needed. And I would stand in my living room and she would say, this is what you said you were going to do. And I was like, oh, right, right. This is what I'm going to do. And so it was almost like the Lord through my friend that day, through my husband that day, through other friends that particular day, I'm, it's, it's almost a blur. But I got to the airport. I found a flight. This, the stroke happened at seven in the morning. It was when my dad called. I was in Texas by five o'clock. I found a flight the same day that did not break our bank account. Um, I had a car. I had um, a pastor friend of ours from Texas who messaged me and said, we just heard, what do you need? Do you need a car? It'll be waiting for you at the airport. They met me at the airport with keys to a car. And it was like, don't worry about getting it back to me. You can have it as long as you need it. Um, they came with a basket with snack, healthy snacks. They brought me healthy snacks and oh. gift cards for the kids when, they, when the rest of the family came down. Let's fast forward a little bit. The day that my mom went to heaven is the day that my father-in-law and mother-in-law came to visit us in Minnesota. They drove up from Texas. We'd been planning this trip for forever. We talked about maybe putting it off, but uh, my father-in-law kept saying, he was like, I gotta go, I gotta go see them. So they drove up on the way, the car that they rented broke down. Now here's the thing, it broke down at the exit where there was the rental place where they rented their car. So they pull in to their rental place, they get a replacement car, that's an upgrade, so it's a bigger vehicle, guys they drove my family back to Texas. So we didn't have to buy plane tickets for the rest of the Allen Ford to get to Texas to celebrate my mom's life because my in-laws came into town. And mind you, I'd only been home a week and a half at that point. And so my kids, I hadn't been there very long. And then I'm turning around and leaving again, but granny was there and Papa was there and just, loved them and surrounded them. They went to movies, they went to the park, they ate, they ate a lot. My boys ate a lot during that time they were there. And then to have their trip taken care of, brought back to Texas, I'm telling you, none of those things that I've just said did I ask for. None of those things that I say, this is what I need because I didn't know what I needed. But God, who was my ever-present help, he knew what I needed and what we needed and provided Every time we turned around, there was provision before we even asked for the provision. So that 
I will be living and reflecting and thanking God for his help through this most difficult time for the rest of my life, because only God could have done that and lined schedules up the way that he did and provided like he did. Portia, I did not know those details. I knew that you had just so many people praying for you guys, your family. Um, And I knew God was with you and helping you. But to hear the specifics just delights my heart and makes me love him so much more. And like you said to Julia, they... People could say, well, that's a coincidence. It's a coincidence. No. Yeah. I don't for one minute believe that things like that are coincidence. Mm -hmm. I literally believe it is our heavenly father. He knows everything. He's all powerful. He's ever present. Yes. And delights in helping us. Yes. Oh, Portia. I love that. And now some people would say, well, why, if God's so powerful, why didn't he just heal your mom? And then you wouldn't even have all mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. There is mystery yeah. to life. Yes. And to negate the real help of God, because he doesn't do exactly what we would want him right. to do as human beings in right. any situation. Right. Right is ridiculous. He's God. Mm -hmm. We're not right. Right. I, I just love that. I love that Portia. And to me, it's God sends help in the things that we completely cannot do ourselves. Like Julia, you, how are you going to get out of that driveway? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You could not. And Portia, you couldn't even think straight. So in your own strength, how are you going to buy a plane ticket and find one and, and figure out transportation to, to get to the hospital and, you know, Mm -hmm. with your finances, get all four of you back and blah, 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 things out of your control. Yeah. It's okay. I got this. I got Mm -hmm. this. Do we have to cooperate with God? Of course, Julia, you had to get the kids ready to get him in the car, to get to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And Borsha, you had to put your feet in motion and say, mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, mm-hmm. um, I take, I, I take it back to that verse in Philippians that says um, something about work out your salvation mm-hmm. with fear and trembling, knowing that it's God who is at work within you, both the will and to work for his good pleasure. And I love that verse because it shows God's sovereignty and how he will give you the desire to do things, the motivation to do things, the prompting to go do things. And then he will equip you to actually carry out what needs to be done. But Mm -hmm. so it shows God's sovereignty, but it also shows your responsibility. You got to work it out. Yeah. With some fear and trembling, not fear that he's going to, you know, right. get you if you don't do it, he wants, but that healthy respect, of, yeah. I will get up and I will go do this Yes, um, it, because it needs to be done. Mm-hmm. So my own um, story really 
recently that, and it relates to that, is that when God does give you a good work to do and you desire to do it, but you don't know how to do it, (laughs) to trust that he is an ever-present help. And if he wants you to do it, he will equip you to do it. So um, most of you know, I wrote this book and I don't know how to write a book. I don't know how to make an audio book, but I had the desire and it was a God-given desire. And every step of the way, I was like, God, help, mm-hmm. help. I will work it out and I will sit down and I will do it, but you're going to have to help me. So all along the way, oh my goodness, little bits of help here and there, here and there. You know, first of all, Susan Blunt sent me a, um, this little mini course on how to write a book proposal. Mm-hmm. So that got my ideas organized and blah, blah, blah. Next, someone sent me a webinar and the opening line on how to write a book. And the opening line was, if you've never written a book, you don't know how to write a book. So don't let that stop you. Just write. Well, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and God knew. Julia, you said God knows your personality. So he has to make that help very specific and unique to you. He knows my personality. I kept saying, I don't know how to write a book. I've never taken courses in how to write a book. All right, I'll send you this webinar that says, yes, you do not know how to write a book. So just write. (laughs) And You know, one of the other statements was your first draft is going to stink because you're not Ernest Hemingway. And so don't think you are and don't try to be just write and mm-hmm. you can rewrite later, blah, blah, blah. That made me laugh so hard and freed me up. So little bits of help through other mm-hmm. people. I'm like, okay, okay, God. And uh, down the road, I got stuck because I'm like, this is boring. Who wants to hear these stupid stories? And then my husband stepped in and normally he's a very frugal person. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say cheap. Nope. I'm going to say frugal, mm-hmm. <laughs> takes good care of us with the money. Mm-hmm. But he says, you know what? Hire an editor and just do it. And I'll, I'll pay. I don't even care what it costs. Another help mm-hmm. when I was stuck. And then, you know, fast forward, a publisher. Oh, okay. And again, it, it, here's some money. Well, then mm-hmm. my frugal husband was like, I'm not putting another dime in this book. But there were a lot of more things to do, like hire a launch captain mm-hmm. and do some marketing things and a launch party. And I had to pay for the printing of the books and blah, 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 blah. So there were a lot of expenses. I'm like, Lord, I don't really have any money to keep going. Help. Mm-hmm. One of my aunts died. And left me a bunch of money. And she was poor, you guys. Mm -hmm. She lived, well, anyway, we didn't even know she had money. Wow. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I get this big pot of money. Wow. That is just enough to hire Julia. Yes. And I talked all about that in an earlier episode where we interviewed Julia, but, and Julia was ready and waiting and had just taken all these writing classes, knew how mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. to launch a book. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> uh, but w- ready, willing, able. Uh, I could go on and on. And when it came time to do the audiobook, I'm like, Lord, I get it. Audiobooks are fabulous, but I'm out of money and I don't know how. Mm-hmm. Boom. Susan gives me a tip about a guy who's got his own recording studio in his basement. I call him up. He not only says, yes, I'll help you. He says, I would be honored to help you. He said, I heard you speak about your cancer season in a church service three years ago. And he said, and I've been praying for you ever since. And I I would be honored to help get your story in an audible book. Uh, guys, come on. This kind of stuff does not make it up. You can't make it up. Oh, yes. You can't make it up. Yeah. I mean, I have goosebumps because yeah. it's like one step at a time, one step at a time, one step at a time. And, um, Then I meet all these bookstore owners, which is a long story, but they invite me to go to their bookstores in Iowa and Wisconsin. And again, I'm like, okay, Lord, I mentioned it to my sister. I'm like, should I do something like this? Or is it a waste? She's like, are you kidding me? Leave it to me. I'll plan the book door. I'll get a van. I'll get hotel rooms. Uh We've got, you know, um, free points for hotels. Um, blah, blah, blah. She plans the whole book tour. It hardly costs, I mean, it hardly cost me anything. That's amazing. Oh, guys, God is at work within yeah. us, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. He will call us. He'll give us the desire. He'll equip us and he will amaze us yeah. with yeah. the help that he sends for things that we can't do in our own strength. Mm-hmm. And that's just so fun, isn't love it? it? Yeah, love I love it. it. I love it. I feel like um, you said that God called you to write this book. And um, a while ago, I was talking to my friend and she was going through a hard time and she was like, I just feel called to do whatever. And I told her, I'm like, Jesus exemplified to us that we can ask the father to take the cup. Mm-hmm. But if he says, no, you got to keep the cup doesn't he promise to fill the cup? And so you're holding that cup and you are holding this cup. I don't know how to write a book. What am I doing? He continually filled it for you with the necessary needs for you to physically, financially, emotionally, spiritually, all the, all the ways that God knows that we need. When he hands us that cup, he, he'll fill it. And mm-hmm. he faithfully, joyfully, lovingly fills our cups with exactly what we need. And I feel like your story is just a perfect example of that. How he that. filled your cup. And he did that with all of us. I love that. And, and I love the analogy that we can pray that he takes the cup away like Portia. Of mm-hmm. course you prayed and prayed and prayed that, right. that God would take the cup of suffering of your yeah. mother away totally. Right. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, no, mm-hmm. you, you had to keep that cup, but he kept filling your right. cup. Right. I love that word picture. 
That's beautiful. I think one of the things that's happening right here and listeners, some of you might go, of course, you're going to say that, but hear it anyway, stories matter and stories change lives. Because if you look back in the Bible, if you look into the Old Testament, whenever the people of God, something significant will happen, the Lord would say to them, I want you to build an altar and I want you to grab stones and set them up on top of each other. It was either an alt, it was either um, a monument or an altar, build this. And then when your kids ask, why is this here? You tell them what I did for you. You tell them how I helped you. You tell them in the metaphor we're using right now, how I filled your cup to do what I asked you to do in the moment. And so even right now, my heart and my spirit is just soaring, hearing Julia's story, hearing Katie's story, telling my own story of just remembering, God, you are good and you are faithful. And forgive me for the times I forget. And we forget when we don't listen to other people's stories or when we don't rehearse our own. And so I think there's something, we've come together in this small community right now to record, but it's so important that we don't forget community. Community is so essential to be reminded about the goodness of God, to declare his goodness. There's something about speaking it out loud and hearing it that just it builds your spirit. It builds your faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we've talked about the word throughout our stories of what God has done and is to us. Amen, Portia. (laughs) (laughs) Stories really do change lives because they can so uh, quickly change your perspective as you can see your, your own self in someone else's story. Um, yeah, Julia, when you were just talking about that snowstorm and those little babies listeners, I hope you could picture yourself as a mama with some fear, (laughs) but ever present help in time of need. And, um, yeah, when you experience tragedy listeners like Portia, Mm -hmm. you can't think It's hard to help yourself, Mm -hmm. but God is real and he loves us. He loves us and he's there for us. Yeah. So I just hope you all enjoyed these short little vignettes today. Mm -hmm. You might be wondering listeners, wait, are you done? Usually you people rattle on forever with these (laughs) episodes we've turned over a new leaf mm-hmm. and we have decided shorter is better yeah and um so we're going to try to stick to about half hour episodes mm-hmm. instead of hours so we are done but yeah. we hope you have been blessed and that you will tune in in the next couple of weeks for the next episode on how god sends practical help in time of need That's awesome. We love you. And uh, we won't see you because it's a podcast, but we'll be with you again soon. (laughs) Bye. Love you, Chance.